Episode 244 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm managing editor Kirk Simonoff sitting in for Bill. COVID-19 and its latest variant isn't going away quickly, and it's affecting some parts of the community more than others. Statistically, minority populations are more likely to contract the virus and are less likely to have received the COVID-19 vaccine. Facts Not Fear ICT is one of the Wichita groups trying to improve outcomes for underserved communities when it comes to COVID. And Community Outreach Manager Tawana Hardwell joins the podcast to talk about the effort. But first, let me tell you about what's in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. This week's cover story is the 2022 CFO Awards. The Wichita Business Journal honors 20 of the Wichita area's top finance professionals who are involved in the community and are making a big difference for their company. Profiles of the honorees begin on page 11. Our list this week is the area's top HVAC companies. See who's at the top and why some companies are growing as they get set to tackle newfound projects. The list is on page six. Our Women Who Lead series this month profiles top women professionals who serve on boards of directors. See why they serve and get their advice on what kind of board could be right for you. You can meet them beginning on page 29. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly leads section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporation, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 36. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Tawana Hardwell is in charge of marketing and community outreach for the Facts Not Fear ICT initiative that's trying to improve health outcomes for Black, Hispanic, Asian, Native American, and other vulnerable communities in Wichita. Tawana, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I, I gave a brief description of what Facts Not Fear ICT is, is all about, but go a little further and tell me about what, what you're trying to accomplish with the organization. Absolutely. Facts Not Fear ICT is a communication and community outreach initiative. Uh, we're incredibly proud to be in partnership with City of Wichita uh, Community Connections Consulting Services. And the spirit of the campaign is that we are allowing real community members to be able to connect with the larger community in order to ensure that the message resonates, uh, getting vaccination, wearing a mask, uh, making sure that they're getting tested. All of those information seem better when it comes from community members uh, who look like them. And so our Facts Not Fear ICT communications initiative really does look to create culturally relevant information uh, in our outreach with African-American, Black, Hispanic, Latino, Asian, and also Native American communities. Uh, we really truly do believe that it allows them to uh, be able to connect. Um, so unfortunately, there is sometimes a distrust with health providers and governmental entities. And so 
some people may reject the information that is coming from these entities, sometimes even rejecting what's coming from traditional news media. However, utilizing the influence of real community members to be able to engage um, with the other uh, community members, being able to engage and share that message, uh, it allows uh, for it to be delivered in a way in which uh, the community members can really truly receive it and and make sure that they are doing what's necessary in order to get us past this pandemic is distrust do you think that's the main reason for some of the disparities in the numbers we're seeing with vulnerable populations and and what other factors do you think there are oh absolutely distrust is probably the number one uh reason that when information is shared by traditional news media, by health providers, uh, by anyone um, who does not look like them, especially, um, it's it's probably the the number one uh, in my opinion. That's what we're hearing out in the community. It's also when you when you go to social media, there's even a distrust for government. And so when you think about that and, and being up against it, it's the reason that you see uh, so many myths and misinformation that's being shared uh, through through the internet, uh, being shared from person to person as well. So I think distrust is one of them. Um, but I also do believe that it is the unknown. It's it's wanting to know what happens if I take this vaccination. Uh, you know, what happens when I, once I take the vaccine? And they don't know. Some are worried about, you know, how am I going to feel after I take it? And because they're not having uh, too many conversations with people who have either taken the vaccine or um, those who, uh, you know, those who have other uh, lived and shared experiences, uh, it makes it to where maybe they don't realize how important it is or how uh, realistic it is. You, you talked about the, well, we, we talked about the federal grant of $4 million that, that comes from the federal government. Obviously, the government saw a need at the local level for the word to get out, and it works through the city. Uh, are, are there guidelines for the grant as to, as to what your organization is supposed to do, and how challenging are those, those guidelines? Absolutely. So some of that information, Kirk, is is that we, uh, of course, have to meet uh, class standards, and that's creating culturally relevant information. Um, while I will not get into um, to more of the grant specifics, um, what is important to, uh, to know as it relates to this Office of Minority Health um, grant is that this money is going to be utilized in order to help spread uh, the information that I shared about. Um, so, yeah, so Kirk, as it relates to the the grant itself, that information I know has been um, has been shared uh, throughout there. Once you start getting into more of the details of the grant, um, what my what my worry for this is, Kirk, is that it's information that kind of can go over people's head. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, but what I, what I do want you to know, Kirk, is that it's it's called class standards, and that's the biggest thing that the Office of Minority Health um, utilizes for this grant. Uh, there's also an evaluation partner that is involved in this, and so what they're really looking for us to be able to do is to create this culturally relevant information. But that's something that was the spirit of this campaign, even when we saw the $4 million to be able to do this. And so other than creating that, um, of course, we're wanting to make sure that we 
are able to make an impact with the numbers. And so that's community engagement. That's, uh, you know, the outreach. It's also making sure that the information is available in different languages that are represented within these minority communities. And so English, Spanish, making sure the Asian languages as well are represented through these efforts. And so you know, we're extremely proud of the work that we're doing. Um, and of course, it's a great feeling when uh, when different community members uh, come to you and they tell you, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that this information is not just available in English. Some of them are, are second generation um, immigrants. Um, they're, they're second uh, generation, I'm sorry, they're second generation. Um, and so maybe their uh, parent um, or their aunt or their uncle uh, does not read in English. And so making sure that that information is available in their native language as well is extremely important. Mm -hmm. uh, all this kind of centers on the importance of marketing, I would guess, and, and Absolutely. How, you, how you get the word out. I know we've, at the statewide level, we've seen Kansas Department of Health and Environment uh, with TV commercials or social media commercials where you see African-American faces talking to each other you know, emphasizing, don't wait, don't wait for someone else to get the shot. Everybody's trying to get the shot or we're wanting everyone to get the shot. At, with your initiative, can you give us some examples of how you try to get the word out? Absolutely. Um, some of those would be community events. That's one way that we get the word out. And here soon in the month of February, we will launch our billboard, our TV, uh, and, and our TV campaigns. Uh, we are currently on the radio. We're utilizing some influencers, uh, some minority uh, influencers who are spreading that word as well, the message in order to go and get vaccinated, to wear a mask. And so those messages are definitely getting out there. But I also want to say that um, it's, it's also just as important that one-on-one -on -one communication with community members. And I don't want to, um, I, I, I don't want us to miss on that because being able to share about your experience, if you have been impacted by COVID-19 and being able to share that information with someone who maybe is a skeptic is just as powerful um, as some of the TV commercials and the radio. Now we will of course um, do those pieces as well, but I don't want to discount uh, a community member who looks like you sharing about their experience, sharing about vaccination, uh, even for me, uh, what really resonated with me and, and uh, got me to take the vaccine last year was being around people who had uh, tested positive for COVID-19. I'm a huge extrovert. Um, I really value being out and about in the community, uh, being able to have that, that contact with other people. Um, and <laughs> when you know, when it was presented with, with going and taking the vaccine, I, much like a lot of people, were incredibly nervous about it, but I wanted that peace of mind. And so I spoke with people who looked like me who did go and get the vaccine. They shared with me about their experience and about it being a positive thing for them. Um, what what also um, I got an opportunity to, uh, to hear as well is, I noticed that people who had been vaccine, vac vaccinated um, were not as likely to be hospitalized. And again, for someone like me, that is what I needed to hear in order to make that decision to go and become a vaccinated person myself. Uh, this week, you've been in introducing community facilitators. Uh, tell me about them and, and what you've been trying to achieve at these events this week. 
Absolutely. So the meet and greet events that we have hosted the week of January 24th allowed a, the community members a first chance opportunity to get to know the community facilitators who will be serving as an advocate for them and their communities throughout the duration of this communication and community outreach campaign. So it's an opportunity to kind of find out what is the why? Why is this individual in the position of community facilitator? What are they hoping to do for the community? And in what ways can you call upon this community facilitator to help you navigate these uncomfortable conversations that you maybe will have to have with family members, with colleagues, uh, with the people who you know. And so these community facilitators are a very, very valuable resource because they are able to, to share this information. You know, as I mentioned earlier, Mr. Simonoff, it's it's one thing to have the, the marketing uh, there that is pushing this message, um, you know, and, and this rhetoric although incredibly valuable, uh, it's also just as valuable. If, and I would even argue and say it's even more valuable to have these community members that look like them being able to share the information, uh, being able to share those stories. And unfortunately, you can't do that in just a 30-second commercial. Being able to have those real conversations that share about their own experiences with COVID-19, losing family members due to COVID. Um, and then of course, the opportunity to allow business owners to be able to share how this impacts them. So many business owners here in Wichita are also looking to get past the pandemic, but they need community members like you and I to be able to do the right thing um, so that they are wearing masks, that they are going and, and taking the vaccine. And that's how we keep our businesses afloat as well, um, by everyone doing the right thing so that we can avoid a, shut, a shutdown. Mm -hmm. Tell me about some of these facilitators. Absolutely. So Arvin um, has an incredible uh, background. Arvin Fonteron, he is the community facilitator who will primarily be working in the Asian communities. Uh, he is incredibly passionate. Unfortunately, um, he has had family members that have been directly impacted by COVID-19. Uh, he has great energy, of course, and is able to, um, to be able to utilize his own story in order to uh, engage Asian community members in going and taking the vaccine. Um, but it's also important to know that, you know, he has a real earnest, um, you know, heart to make sure that that those first generation and those second generation uh, Asian community members, that they don't miss that message as well. So making sure that they have the information in, in their preferred language. And so, uh, you know, I really commend Arvin for what he's doing in the community. Uh, we also have Mr. Malcolm Carter, who will be serving the African-American community. Uh, he is someone who has uh, already in his, in his own walk uh, been really instrumental with telling the stories of African-American people who have been impacted by COVID-19, sharing information, reliable information with community members, um, not just as it pertains to COVID-19, but sharing a, a abundance of resources. And so um, Malcolm brings great energy to this team of community facilitators, and he is already, you know, working really diligently to line up opportunities where he can be present at community events that cater to African-American community members so that he is able to share resources with them. Uh, Tashina Buffalo Head, uh, she is 
a part of the Native American community. And she, prior to joining COVID, uh, prior to joining Facts Not Fear ICT, had already been working to bring Native American community members together, um, sharing the information with them, and also helping them be able to overcome their skepticism in the COVID-19 um, vaccine. And so she is doing an incredible job in order to drive uh, COVID-19 uh, Co uh, confidence in the vaccine. And then we also have Salud Mas uh, Guillen-Star, uh, Denise Romero, and also Catalina Garcia, who prior to joining Facts Not Fear ICT had already been working in their Hispanic Latino community in order to encourage vaccines and testing. Um, they have been really instrumental in bringing additional resources to Facts Not Fear ICT. And so it's great to have them join our Facts Not Fear ICT efforts. Um, again, they were already doing a lot in their community, but being able to join Facts Not Fear ICT allows them to even expand their efforts to serve more people. Um, with the facilitators and as you get going with, with uh, kind of a, a media blitz, we'll call it in February, uh, how will you, you be able to gauge success if, if things are getting better? Uh, is it just straight statistics or what will you see? Uh, it's of course statistics. We have an evaluation, uh, and we have an evaluation and research partner who will be, of course, looking at Wichita numbers um, as it relates to uh, positive cases, hospitalizations, um, and so that is a huge, huge part of what we do. Uh, without the numbers, we can't gauge effectiveness, and that's why we're entirely committed to making sure that we are able to track this. So uh, we do collect community. Uh, community member contact information. We are wanting to be able to find out if we're being effective, if we're changing behavior uh, and attitudes as it relates to the vaccine, as it relates to testing, and of course, as it relates to, um, to how they receive their information and their health literacy. Um, a, a part of Facts Not Fear ICT that I am incredibly proud of, and again, our research and evaluation partners are able to help us be able to, to gauge the effectiveness, is the teach-back model that we are committed to. We will be working with Wichita health providers in order to make sure that as they're providing services and, and, and health services to uh, minority community members, that not only is this message and, and what they're sharing and you know, in the clinics and the hospitals, not only is it, um, are, are they sharing the information, but there's an understanding on the uh, part of the minority community members to ensure that they are getting that information, that they, that they um, understand the information, and also uh, an important component as well, that that information, the health literacy is available in their language. And mm -hmm. so our research and evaluation partners will help us be able to do that. And we'll be making improvements along the way um, in order to ensure that, that we are successful and that we are doing everything in our power um, to make sure that we are pushing the needle forward, so to speak, um, and making sure that we are reaching the people who need to be reached and that we're also in, uh, adding to people going and getting the vaccine and also getting tested. Well, Tawana Hardwell with Facts Not Fear ICT, we wish you all the best and we're looking forward to uh, the media campaign as it gets going with billboards and TV next month. Thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kirk. I appreciate you. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 244. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. 
It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. This Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.